You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 13 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. Hey, Stephen Cook. Good morning. What's happening? Just waiting for Hanukkah to start. <laughs> Who actually says I'm waiting for Hanukkah to start? Like Me! You think there are kids there sitting like... Oh, I can't wait until. Well, this is the thing. It becomes like, evening, and I can the way spin it's my become, dreidel. And... Spin my dreidel and have some latkes. I mean, as a kid, I really loved Hanukkah. <laughs> really, really loved Hanukkah. Uh, but I think know. the way in which the holiday has been built up here is that you know because it's this kind of Jewish counterpoint to Christmas that there is this kind of fake expectation. I remember when I lived in Jerusalem, I was struck by the fact. At what a minor holiday. Because it is a minor right, holiday. Right, exactly. It's not a major but holiday. But it's like such a big deal here. Because, because American Jews have to feel like they're not being left out in the Christmas season. I mean, the amount so of... they turn like, this relatively minor holiday into... The Hanukkah like, boy bands hey, nonsense. Let's get a gift. The Hanukkah let's, kitsch. Let's get gifts every night for eight nights. And we'll show those Gentiles. They have one crappy gift. We're going to get eight crappy gifts. All right, so let me tell you my worst Hanukkah gift ever and my best Hanukkah gift ever. Please don't. Go ahead. Worst Hanukkah gift ever, grapefruit spoons. <laughs> my mother-in-law got us. She had given us stuff. Oh, over. I thought you were going to say, like, I was 11 years old and no. my mom gave us grapefruit spoons. Like, no, 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 no. My mother-in-law gave us grapefruit spoons. That She's like, bad. happy Hanukkah. Here was, was a grapefruit spoon. No, it was spoon. like we were getting down to, like, days six, seven, and eight where I think, I guess she, for, you know, could no longer be creative and figure out. She's still, as adults, you're still getting gifts. Yeah, this was years six, ago. Six, seven, eight. I think this was years ago. You're already married. Probably, it may have even been the Hanukkah right after we got married or right before we got married. So, yes, uh, grapefruit spoons. Uh, hold were on, a I, I real wanna, letdown. Hold, hold on, I want to put out a message to your family. Don't <laughs> indulge Stephen in this. In this fuckery with the gifts come on now six days six seven and eight come on so come on enough enough's enough so Diane, yeah. i'm gonna so i'm gonna appropriate was, the, the, the passover so the, the the, the grapefruit spoons were really a, a huge letdown yeah um and then the best hanukkah gift ever probably what i mean i don't know what year it was it was definitely the 70s and i got the six million dollar man sweatsuit, so you could run around. And it had the patch. It had the Steve Austin patch on it. Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing! Did you have the Steve Austin six million dollar man action figure? Of course I did. Come on, man. the one with the eye oh, no, that you I could know. look what, through, on, what kind of and, went, and that yeah. rubber thing on the arm that you could pull up and take out that little bionic piece that went Come in the bicep. Yeah, that that shit was was dope. Actually, it was dope, man. And then That's I got the, the sweatsuit. Yeah. Come on. It was the greatest. Were you banging Lindsay Wagner at the same time? <laughs> no. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lee Majors married Farrah. Yeah. He was married to Farrah Fawcett at one point. Yeah. That guy had it going on. He was he was bionic and... Clearly he was bionic. With, he was with Farrah Fawcett. 
I mean, come on. He was the bionic man if he could get Farrah Fawcett. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Did you know, have we ever talked about this? The song Midnight Train to Georgia was based on their relationship. On whose relationship? Uh, Farrah Fawcett and Lee Major. What? Yeah. Come look, on. Look it up. Come on. Look it up. It's a true story. Really? That's nuts. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't think I that, it but was it's true. I just thought it was a nice song about Georgia. What do you mean? Have you ever listened to the lyrics? It's no. not a nice song about Georgia. <laughs> no, I've never listened to the lyrics. It's a great song. I don't care what anybody says. All right. Let me look up the lyrics right now. No, don't look it up now. You can do it on your own time. Oh, no, 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 we're not now. looking up the lyrics of Midnight Train. Midnight Train. It's about a, it's about somebody who couldn't make it, and they had, and they went home because they couldn't make it in L.A. L.A. proved too much for the man. Really, yeah. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yep. Midnight Train to Georgia. Yep. It's unbelievable. You listening song. to Gladys Knight and the Pips? I love this song, and anybody who doesn't, I'm willing to fucking fight with them. <laughs> this song is amazing. And when it comes on, I don't know anybody who doesn't say L.A. proved too much for the man. Exactly. Too much for the man. He couldn't make it. So he's leaving yeah. the life he's come to know. Yep. Well, who couldn't make it? It Lee was, Majors? again, it was based on, she had made a comment saying, I'm taking the midnight plane to Houston to somebody who's a songwriter. And he took that and he sort of ran with it and. Seems uh, like really far removed. But if you no, like Gladys Knight the Pips, how, that's cool, wait, man. How, what are you talking that's really about? cool. How how is that far removed? Midnight Plane to Houston becomes the Midnight Train to Georgia. Right, because one songwriter, but Gladys Knight the Pips. I don't know. Dude, you don't understand that there are songwriters and there are no, singers I do and they're not always that, the same like, person. I understand that, but like I don't know. Dude. I don't know. How is that about how is that about Lee Majors and Farrah Fox? Look it up. The person who wrote the song the based, again, you're looking at the lyrics, you're not looking at the backstory. So as a researcher, I would, I would argue that your methods are faulty here. <laughs> anyway, sure. like I said, we could do this on our own time. Uh, yeah. I saw something that I found really fascinating that I wanted to share. Yeah. Did you know mm -hmm. that... There's a study that was uh, released last week uh -huh. uh, in the American Journal of Medicine Yeah, that's found that unvaccinated people mm. were 72% more likely to be involved in a serious traffic accident. <laughs> Why? What's Think the... about it. They flout the rules wherever <laughs> they go, so they are unsafe. Not only are they unsafe that they're unvaccinated, they don't give a shit about speed know. limits. I don't know, man. I think that's everybody. I live in a nope. very vaccinated place. I was walking the dog this morning, man. People driving like 75, oh, okay. 80, that's, 45 that's, miles that's per That's great. Hour. But here's a study that says they're more likely to get into car accidents where at least one person okay, so let me ask the a, hospital. Let me, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. And it does suggest... So we have, this, we have these on, studies in on. a medical journal... Hold that on. gets all the left wing's nads pumping. Yeah, they really are assholes. They really no, are. Assholes. No, well, just, what do we do about it? What are, what as a society we do about it? That, that this is what we're looking at. So it doesn't mean this is what it says. It doesn't mean that your jab protects against car accidents, of course, but it does suggest that folks who reject public health recommendations 
might also reject road rules. So stay the fuck away from Florida. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know think what that's to Florida tell you. Necessarily only. But it also said that uh, EMTs need to be careful now when they go to... Um, car, to the scene of a car wreck? When they go to car wrecks because the likelihood that one of the people involved in the car accident, particularly the driver, is unvaccinated. So Dude, it's interesting. These people are public health a, medicines. Is there a... Is there? I mean, look, we we there are more excess deaths in Republican counties and so on and so forth, but like it doesn't fucking change anything. Well, so yes, we're aware of these things. So what? We have like fucking nuttiness wait, wait, everywhere. Wait, 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 what's with the cynicism here? Oh man, I just I like mean, come on, we can do. I, I mean, we've known this is we, not you. Come yes, on, it is. Man. We've no, known we've no, known all of this stuff. Even okay, the traffic thing. Wow, that's certainly a an innovative thing we've, we've known we've known an innovative research study that shows that but like what are the real world policy implications of that people who don't want to get vaccinated we're living among people who are increasingly lawless knock me over with a feather well again I'm, your attitude today is is very no seriously uh, i don't know what to do about it like, what, what the fuck are we supposed to do about it? Isn't it clear? Isn't it clear that our public spaces are increasingly lawless? The, the, the fighting on airplanes, the bullshit, there, the, the, the traffic accidents of the unvaccinated, the, the, the coarsening of our public discourse. It's horrifying. But it's not anything new. And there's no answer to it. Look, I sent, I sent an email to my state senator, who's like a bigwig in the Democratic Party in Maryland. And I said... Look, you have this is not it, it, the 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 Republicans nominated a QAnon whack job, and I said this is something that goes beyond the Republican beyond the 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 election, and it's not just a Republican Party problem. These are ideas. This QAnon lawlessness militia type mentality has taken root in our state, and so there's something that. Democrats and fair-minded Republicans and all these people need to do to combat it. And when the election is over on, you know, November 8th, it's not, it, it, we don't just go back to the way things are. There has to be some systematic way to pull people back from the brink because these ideas are taking root. But there is like, nothing is pulling yeah, but people we're back win. from the brink. He goes, Wait, yeah, but we're going to win. That's what he said? That was he the said, response? He, yeah. We're we're gonna win the we're gonna win the gubernatorial election. That's all people. That's all they give a shit about. We need to invest in civic education and so on and so forth. No one's really well, fucking that, doing any of this. So like, what the man. fuck? That shit's. It's happening. like it's like um, I once wrote about public spaces in Cairo. You walk into these apartment buildings, and the lobbies are full of trash, broken glass. Then you go in the elevator and you go and you enter someone's apartment, it's the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Like indescribably beautiful. And then we're, we're headed in that direction where public space is just trashed. The public discourse is awful. People don't give a shit about each other and that's it. So that's why the unvaccinated crash their fucking cars because they're assholes. But tell me something I didn't already know. You're alienating our, our, some of our listeners, I think. I wanted to talk about Hanukkah. Yeah, we did talk about Hanukkah. <laughs> it's, a, it's enough. 
Yes. So, anyway, so like what, whatever. I mean, I, I think this is this is this is these are the kinds of studies that kind of like nurture the left and make everybody feel so fucking superior. But then there's no answer to it. Like, okay, I don't mean, use... I don't know that there. It's designed to make no. But I think every, I mean, people cite it. People say, "Aha!" Are you saying that that's what I'm doing? No, <laughs> I'm saying that that's the kind of. Because I did say, "Aha!" Uh-huh, that, that's the general reaction. I I don't know. I saw it and I was like, "That is interesting to me." Again, you know, like you suggested, it sort of confirms things that we already believed. Uh, it doesn't offer any policy solutions, but we don't have any policy solutions for any of this. And, you know, part well, of what we've been ranting about for seven no, seasons. I think, that there, I think is, actually there, there are things that can be done. Like I said, civic education, public okay, awareness, can, and so on and so forth. But, but that people just want to use it as a wedge issue. But that shit's not happening. And, but people know, just, just want to, like, everybody's looking, everything's political. So, you know, the Republicans can't vote for an infrastructure bill, even though it's going to even though it's going to uh, help their residents. Why? So that they could, so, because if they can't let Biden have a win. So let's, let's publicize the fact that all these people are, are who are crashing their cars are unvaccinated douchebag MAGA heads. Well, they, they, this actually, you can do something about this if you're an insurance company, mm-hmm. right? Here, yeah. here, there is actually something you can do because if you're an insurer and you see this study, you, you could potentially say if you're unvaccinated, we will either raise your rates or deny you insurance. I thought that that was, I thought there, there was insurance premiums were higher for unvaccinated people. Uh, this is auto insurance I'm talking about. So if you're an auto insurer and again, you're looking at tables that say most of the people who get into accidents or are, are, are more, I, I, or people I, I, who get into accidents are more likely not to be not to have a, a corona vaccine so I sus- why would you insure people I, I suspect who don't have a vaccine so now I don't That's remember a, having, again, I don't remember ever having to answer a question about my medical history and getting okay but, but again and I suspect once insurers start doing that state legislatures led by the fucking lunatics in Florida would outlaw it immediately can they really put that kind of control on a private company? I, this I, is insure. Insurers are look, they're, if you're a smoker, you it's harder to get yeah, health, health insurance. insurance. Right? Okay. Right. But like I don't know. Again, I can see that happening. I mean if look, you don't if, have if you don't have seatbelts. I don't know whether they car, can or not, but they can certainly threaten it. Look, Ron DeSantis paved the way for intimidating large companies. Okay, but if you don't have seatbelts in your car, can you even like is that car even legal to be out on the street? I have no idea. So again, there are, are ways to sure do this. sure that whoever does have it is unvaccinated? <laughs> Unless they just have some really old car that's like an antique. That, uh, I mean, maybe they are vaccinated. Um, I don't know. I think insurance companies can do something about this. And, and yes, where there is partisan gridlock, the only way forward is when companies... Because they're looking at their bottom lines, right? They don't want to continue to pay out money, Look and that's you, the only you thing that moves capitalist. Anyway. Look at you. What do you mean? There's a solution in the market. There's I'm market not saying. Solution. I'm not saying there's a solution in the market. I'm saying the market go, is going, America, is going go, to make go. a solution for itself because, again, it's about self-interest. So I, I, I mean, I would be surprised one if an insurance company came up with that scheme, and two that you know. 
lunatic state legislators in a variety of red states would allow that to happen. Well, it wouldn't surprise I mean, me like that reasonable... an insurance company comes up with it because if I can figure this out in five minutes after looking at that Well, then article, how come they haven't done it yet? I think this article just came out. The study just came I, out. I, 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 it's probably there's probably all kinds of ways to figure out who's a shitty driver or not. I, I'm guessing this is not gonna this is not gonna fly. Whatever. Uh, Look, you're asking this, for a solution. I'm giving you a solution, I, and you're crapping us. I, so. I don't think I don't think it's a viable solution because we're so totally polarized on this. Uh, on everything, because everything's political. But then I, there's no solution to anything. We may as well just fucking kill ourselves. Well, I want to do that because it's Hanukkah, but and I want to see if maybe I get something. But I don't think you I should don't put see... your menorah in your window and see if anybody throws a rock through it. Dude, and... you know what? We've had a series of really horrific anti-Semitic incidents in Montgomery County over the weekend. Um, graffiti was spray painted over one of the big high schools that said "Jews not welcome here." I would sus- I suspect. Uh, that we had a fairly sizable Jewish population in this Bethesda high school. So it's really fucking horrible. I don't want to put out a menorah because I don't know who's driving around in the middle of the night doing this kind of shit. But it's not the first. We had all along one of the major roadways, same thing, bus stops, all this kind of shit. In any event, getting back to this, I just don't think that I think everything has, there's no, we're in post-truth. Post values, post principles era. We live in the stupidest age of all time. And so if insurance companies want to do that, it becomes woke insurance companies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's no solution. The solution is, I think, a generational one. And that's why the right wing is going after school boards. Because they don't want them teaching civic education. They don't want teach them teaching the difference between what is news and what is opinion and those kinds of things. That's it. Because everything's political. What kind of car you drive, what kind of shoes you wear, where you eat your burger, all kinds of shit. It's awful. Everything it's fucking terrible. What? Everything is political. I do think about what shoes I wear and where I get my burger. I do. Where I shop. Yeah. Everything. Every decision is political. Everything has become politicized. Yeah. Everything. Even who, the friends who, that I have. I will only... Right. And a a lot people. of that is a function of social media. Um, yeah. And uh, the de- the quote-unquote democratizing media ecosystem, which was not democratizing. I mean, think about all the rosy shit that we talked about, about the internet and, and the democratization of information. That's a long never time realizing, ago. and this is the stupid blind spots of the elites in this country, never realizing that there's we have a problem with fascists and Nazis in this country. Well, I think 25 years ago, it was a lot easier to believe that we didn't have a problem right. with fascists and Nazis in this country. So when the Internet became more popular and more prevalent in our day-to-day lives, I don't think that this this is obviously an unintended consequence, but clearly this is a problem that's existed here forever. And it's only been uncovered by the fact that these people who used to cower in their basements can now uh, find strength in knowing that there are other like-minded people out there and they've created their own communities. And now they're taking over our entire society. I mean, like, and it's the, it's the mirror image. Like I sent you that article today about the guy who created like, right-wing fascist land in the southwest coast of florida and they interviewed some woman there she's a homeschooler oh, yeah. of her children and she said oh we have to stop them from taking over the country yep them it's being like Democrats. yeah uh, 
It's right? interesting. I looked at that article and it's like you check every fucking box in there. It's like anti-vaxxers, check. Gun, second amend- gun nuts. Second amendment nuts. Jesus freaks. She, yeah, religious. Michael Flynn, retired military. Check. Home Proud school. boys. Homeschool, check. Proud boys, check. You Trump name supporters. It. Whole, you name it. It's the whole Distrust of media, check. Check. Distrust like, of government, check. If, I mean, if, you, if you wanted to create a stereotype of a right wing, you know, of somebody who would go to that place, that article had every single stereotype. All you need to do is put that checklist together and you can identify. uh, The only thing it didn't say is that they're all white. Right. That was implied. Well, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, if you're black, do you think you actually go to this place? The guy who started calls it the hollow. It should be called fascist land. Fascist. Welcome to fashy world. Fascist camp. Like that's, yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I was thinking a couple things. I mean, I mean there was fascist things, camp in, on Long Island yes, in New Jersey. Yes, there was. There was. Um, but I, I was thinking that, one, like I said, there are no black people who come to this place. No. A- and two, this is, like, these kind of retreats existed here, yes, but, like, more, more so in Nazi Germany. Like, yes. you would have, like, places where families would congregate and... <laughs> celebrate national socialism uh, yeah that didn't end very well no and that, it's not going to end very well here either yeah i mean but, everybody's like kind of chill because the because the election went the way it did and trump right, because seems now to be we really see, we see that it's like 30 percent of the population who are like this but that's way too fucking much first of all it's a huge number a huge number of people yeah can wreak a lot of damage and because of this way in which elections are now funded, these things are nationalized so that it it's, it's actually much more important than kind of local elections. So, and everything's become politicized. School boards are, are school board races are attracting hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's unbelievable. And it's most, again, it's like if you're running for the school board, but your kids are being homeschooled, like what the fuck are you doing? Right. So, yeah, so it's, every, like it's all national politics now. And that 30% and the small handful of enormously wealthy donors to these causes yeah. is distorting right. guy, our politics. That guy who built that retreat, like, he's just some developer who's really wealthy and the former, oh, we forgot to add that to and the checklist. I said, former military. Former, former Marine. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. Yeah. 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 Um, but they're all like, where are or like the uline people like you can't not like visit uline does all this stuff plastics boxes all kinds of things they made bazillions of dollars and they're funding anti-vax stuff they're funding election denial stuff they're funding all of this crazy thing from some hideout in the midwest or michigan wherever the fuck and it's having an impact an outside impact on the on the on our politics, Sam Bankman-Fried, he went dark. He he, he it, the whole narrative is that he donated to Democrats. He did, but he also Democrat donated to Republicans. Sure, yeah. But he did it through dark money. So, like when he gave money to Kristen Kirsten Gillibrand, he gave her the money outright. But when he wanted to donate to Kevin McCarthy and others, he did it through. Uh, you know, the donors trust, which is this major um, 
uh, dark money uh, donation thing where his name didn't show up. Yeah, it's interesting, though, that the narrative was, oh, he's a big uh, donor to the Democrats and they'll never prosecute him. And it's like, oh, right. that, that shit disappeared in literally 15 minutes. Right, exactly. So, but, but, here, but that's the problem, and that's why I'm so cynical about it. I don't think anything's going to change. Well, obviously, nothing is going to change. And look, we, we're thankful that at least we're winning at the ballot box these days. But again, we know that the rules of the game are rigged right. in their favor. And if they don't like the outcome, so look, so far it's only been Carrie Lake who is contesting the election. And it seems that most of the Trumpers in the past cycle actually did concede their elections, including right. Herschel Walker, who right. gave an actually gave a decent concession speech. Right. Uh, and just disappeared like a normal politician right. would, even though he's right. not really a politician. I know, but I worry about, that was 2022, and so they're going to learn lessons of 2022 and try to apply them to 2024. I, I don't know. They didn't seem to learn the lessons of 2020. Well, I think the, what what is the lesson of 2020 for 2022? I think that Trump remained that very popular among the base, so continue to. But he's a to, loser. Yeah, but they didn't. Everybody believe you know the the people who are the base are down the rabbit hole and believe that Donald Trump is the president and can be reinstated. I mean, I, I feel Fuck. like crazy. Yeah, but again, hopefully Dude, the Florida thing. That article on Florida just well, put me over the edge this morning. You sent me two articles this morning. I sent you both back saying, "Like, do you want me to stick my head in an oven? Like, what do you want me?" The to other do? one, the George Wilcom, was much more interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. The other one was like, "Fuck, we're really screwed." Well, that the, first one, like, I'm reading this, I'm like, "Oh, Jesus!" But Christ. the George Wilcom was actually about something we talked about on last yeah. episode, which was the University of Austin, the the Barry Weiss University thing. And it turns out it doesn't look like it's a grift. I mean, it may end up that way, but they're going to start accepting a freshman class in 2024. They have a campus outside of Austin that's being prepared for this university. <laughs> it's it's actually happening. And I mean, I think some of the some of the uh, some of the critiques that the president of the University of Austin make about academia is spot on. Like there is like 15,000 administrators for 2,800 professors right. at Stanford. I mean, that's that's why it's like $45,000. All right, but they're taking something that's like, they're taking truths and they're drawing, let's say, conclusions that are not necessarily... Well, yeah, I, yeah here, I, think, right? I think there's certain things that are exaggerated, but there were some yeah. critiques that are spot on. I okay, mean, there are always critiques that are valid, right? right. Like, what do we think? Right. So I, I think is a, my is point is, is that it's... It's, it may not necessarily be a grift. That's okay. All. It may not necessarily be a grift, but like, I feel like Barry Weiss is not necessarily. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, um, the, the shit it, she's up to with Twitter uh, is outrageous. Yeah, it is outrageous. And I'm glad that she's getting called on it. And right. we didn't, we're not really talking much about Twitter this week. Although um, I have to say that I have curtailed my Twitter engagement significantly. Yep. And I plan to continue to do so. Other than I'm just looking for Yankee information right now. Just so like, just only follow Yankee stuff. Yeah, well, I have blocked a bunch of people. I have unfollowed right. a bunch of people. Like I'm I'm changing my behavior on Twitter and how I engage with it mm -hmm. because it's become obviously we've talked it's about become true social. It's it's beyond problematic. He is trying to turn himself into a cartoon villain, and he's successful at it. Um, it's frightening 
the amount of power that he wields. And again, like we shouldn't have a small number of obscenely wealthy people controlling right. our access to information. This is why we're in the situation that you and I have been describing now and you saying that there are no solutions to it. Part of the problem is like the, the, it's not the, the means of production anymore. It's the means of communication. Right. It's, it's controlling information. Yes. So, that is the name of the game in this era. And yeah. they control the information. And I, I don't know. I moved over to post the news. Yeah, um, you're still not following me, by the way. I, I'll, I'll, it, there's something wrong with their search function. It's really in. It's, it's not even it's, in beta. Yeah, it's in it's, like alpha. Yeah, it's, it's not, really not it's, quite it's, there yet. It's not user friendly yet. Right. It not really quite isn't. Yet. It's very clunky. And I, I people say the same thing about Mastodon, but I figure yeah. I think I figure post the news will get there at some point. But I was mm-hmm. I was saying to a friend, I was like, I'm just going to start our RSS feeds now, <laughs> so I get news. That, like in like in two thousand and three, yeah. I get look. It's kind of like we have to start from scratch almost on on yeah. on, on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, but did you see that the Yankees signed uh, Carlos Rodon? I did. I That's saw a it. big deal. That is a big deal. It's a big deal. Hanukkah it, came early, and it was for him, and it was broken on Twitter. That was his best Hanukkah gift ever. Probably better than the Steve Austin sweatshirt. No way. No way. That was the greatest. I think $162 million would, <laughs> would argue with he that. He could buy a lot of Steve Austin Oh, my sweatshirts. God. He could buy Steve Austin. <laughs> the $6 million man is worth like $40 million in today's He's, dollars. I think $6 million man is worth a lot more than that these days. $40 million. I looked it up. Is what, that six, what it is? So the, so the TV show started in 1973. So $6 million in 1973 is worth $40 million in change now. I figured it would be more, but that, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Eight times as much. That's what it said. Yeah. So yeah. the the forty million dollar man that sweatshirt is more much more expensive now, or tracksuit or whatever it is. I gotta get one. Anyway, you should look it up. I'm sure you can find uh, yeah. it on eBay. I, but not in my size. I'll bet you you can find it. I also want like a the old school Adidas sweatsuits. Like they're like uh, Run DMC is wearing in, in the in, in the video of my Adidas. Oh, that was great! All right, hold on. Six You're looking it up. You're looking up Steve Austin Dude, sweatsuits. You can get this. Yeah. Yeah, in your size. All right, I'm all over. As long as I don't get any more uh, grapefruit spoons. You jogging down the street wearing this? <laughs> nothing can stop you. Wow. Going out for a run in my $6 million man sweatsuit. Nothing will get you shot faster in your neighborhood than that. (sighs) All right. All right. right, We're out of here. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Have have a jelly donut and a latka. I hope you get a better gift this year. (laughs) No gifts for the adults. It's all over. All right. I'm going to go listen to Midnight Train to Georgia. Dude, you were not going to be able to Midnight plane to Houston. You're not going to be able to stop listening to it. You're not going to be able to stop listening. All right. All right. All right.